Warning, this con review contains adult language, panel observations, cool rants, food recommendations, manga release news, and a thorough examination of a good convention. Listener discretion is advised. Spark and Con Report, Anime Boston 2018. Hey guys, it's Zan saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjourno, what's up? Yes, we're back for another fun-filled con report brought to you by www.spark.com. Some podcasts and vague reviews about kinetically enhanced narratives, where every episode we try to talk about a different subject and tell you the pros and cons about it, how things happen, and what's worth checking out. You can check out our manga review, movie review, game review, uh, convention review, and our stuff at, like I said, spirekin.com. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, iTunes, Twitcher, Spotify, the PSN network, the Switch network, and a bunch of other things. Just look up Spirekin, S-P-R-A-K-N, and you can find us. Also, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can leave notes in the show notes or email me personally at zan, that's X-A-N, at spirekin.com. Now that that is out of the way, let's get to the awesomeness that is the review because we are talking about one of my favorite conventions of the year when I found out about this a couple years back and I've enjoyed it so many times, and that's Anime Boston. And this is the 2018 Anime Boston where the theme is science fiction. And this con happened... March 30th through April 1st of March 2018, obviously. And it's at the Prudential Center, or it's in Copley, Massachusetts, at the Heinz Convention Center. It's pretty, Or is it Haynes? Haynes, Heinz, kind of hard to pronounce. But this is one of my cons I enjoy the most. When I first heard about this, the first went years ago, I was like, eh, it's going to be okay. But this, as I've gone there, I've enjoyed it. And as I've said... I love the attendees at this convention because they're so polite, they're so nice, and they make you feel at home. And they don't bitch at me for being a New Yorker, you know? They they really get it. But I'm kind of digressing, I think, a little bit because I think you guys want me to talk about what's going on at this convention because that's why you're here to listen to me. So let's get on with this, shall we? So like I said, it happened over the 30th through the 1st, that weekend, the weekend of Easter, and crazier than that it was easter weekend so that was a little crazy going from the con going home and then like almost passing out and crashing my car but long story short you had a lot of really cool guests i think the best ones were a lot of them were from yuri on ice you had uh yuji muto you had michihiki sua kazuki yao katsuyuki sumiza wa kaoru wada hirokatsu kihari hideyuki tomioka uh, you had a lot of American guests, as usual, the typical people. Steve Bloom was there. You had Justin Bremer was there. Greg Ayers was there. Christopher Bevins was there. One of the cooler ones, I think, was Rachel Robinson. And she had a really weird panel. We'll get to the panels in a little bit. The other big industry guests we had were Jess Roth, Kazutaka Sato, who was pretty fun because he's someone who was the president of Circle.ms, a business that provides online solutions for doujin culture. So it's like a business management for doujinshi. I wasn't able to get to check out his panel because I had a conflict, but I heard a lot of really cool things about him. I wish I could have got to interview him. I think it would have been a blast. But, again, digressing. Musical guests were Asuka and Flo. And you know I really like Flo. I think Flo is a lot of fun. Especially, of course, Go from Naruto and... Of course, a cover of Chala, Head Chala. So, you know I do enjoy these guys. And I think that they're some of the best 
visual performers and their great band to listen to and a lot of my non-otaku friends like their music it's kind of weird when i play it even though i say hey he's listening to that japanese music again whatever you know how it goes when you have to convert fans you use what you can like using songs from specific movies like the mononoke hime soundtrack actually works really well to convert fans also akira kind of works well depends if you use some of it doesn't work out kind of creeps them out but again digress so you had a great group of guests there you had a lot of really cool panelists. A lot of the usual suspects from Anna Twitter were there. I mean, Mike Tool was there. Uh, Doug Wilder was there. A lot of people I've talked about on the podcast before. Uh, surprisingly, Vertical Inc., the new marketing director, was there. And he seems like an okay guy. Kind of gave me a brush off, but you know what? He was busy. I'll deal with that. So that is the basics of the convention attendees, the guests. Now, you had a lot of really cool attendees who were there. Um, large amount. It's pretty packed this year, a little crazy. Also, I brought Greta with me, and that was a little bit fun because she had a blast going to her first major convention. Also, we went to get official Boston cream pie. I highly recommend it. It is at the hotel by the Boston Commons. My brain, it escapes me right now, but it's the hotel that's right across from the Boston Commons next to where the AMC Theater is. There, You go there, you can get the original Boston cream pie, and it's amazing. They also have a very good boysenberry rum. Well, it's like a mint julep, but again, I digress. I should be talking about alcohol. I'm talking about panels and about this convention. So, as we went to this convention, I had a couple of, well, I had a lot to do because we did not do one panel this year, not two panels, but five panels, all set, ready to go, including three that were modified and brought to be made so they're brand new panels that i haven't done before a little worried a little nervous had some backup with both of them i was excited and they came out pretty well i'll get into it as we go so let's go over the panel shall we so as i do with most of these conventions i go over break it down day by day so day one the 30th of march we'd been there a day already and the best thing is i got a room on the third floor so i literally just had to open up the door walk 20 feet and i was in the convention i was on the third floor by the uh, educational panel. So that was pretty cool. I didn't have any educational panels. So, well, most of mine are academic, but they weren't the academic track. So I didn't have to go there. So I just walked there, go down an escalator. I'm at the panel. So it was a lot easier than having to deal with all the insanity. A lot easier. So we get there. We're having a blast. And we check out our first panel, which is called Beyond Bebop Japanese Jazz. It's a whole panel about jazz music from Japan, and some of them that are influenced by the various artists. And it focuses very little on stuff from anime. It's different types of jazz music. And one, the guy had one of the most unique panel designs ever. Apparently there was a free program, I wrote it down somewhere, I gotta look it up, that you could use to make panels, and it's interactive. Like, it was a bunch of bubbles where the bubble would pop up, show you all the information, you'd go to it, then the bubble would pop, and it would move the whole page over to something else. It was very dynamic and animated. And I have to admit, I was intrigued and engaged. I was like, I have to get this this uh, panel program so I could do it with this uh, PowerPoint program. I would love to incorporate it in future panels, but sadly, I think it's a pay-for program. But I could see and mess around with it. I've got a lot of plans this year. We'll see if we can make it and hone it to work for other cons, because we have a lot of cons this year. But I digress. This panel was run by Benjamin Hale, who I don't know him personally, but I will say this. I think he's one of the better panelists because 
he enjoys what he's talking about, and he's able to bring in the nuances of all the jazz music. He pointed out little touches that you wouldn't think of, and he obviously got me interested in so many different little songs and bands. I I totally i am going to add a lot of these to my chill-out mix, or the music I have when I'm just having a jazz night, because I like listening to jazz and relaxing. It's kind of my zen moment, because I'm not just an anime manga guy. I love manga. It's my huge thing, and I am the quintessential king of manga at this point but i'm also someone who likes jazz and this was a lot of fun this was and that's the thing it was fun it was dynamic and it was well groovy not groovy i think more wow not beat nicky but definitely deserved the finger snaps after that panel was done besides walking around and checking out some of the other cool things that were in the area including dealer's room game room we'll talk about those in a bit decided to pop into the viz industry panel which i've got to admit it's crazy as usual it's insane because you have everyone who's obsessed with every little thing possible you had of course naruto talk one punch man talk tokyo ghoul pop sailor moon talk everything about shonen jump and it's a typical industry panel but i will have to say that i'm intrigued because they announced a title which i didn't think they would have announced, and I'm really intrigued by it. It's called Dr. Stone. Now, apparently this is the new big thing, and it's about a guy who is sent to the future because of a weird disease that makes him into stone, and then from there, his crazy, insane scientist buddy figures a way to break them out of the stone, so now they're in the future. It's like 50,000 AD, and there's a bunch of Stone Age people, so they will rule the Stone Age with an empire of science. I've got to admit, it's kind of interesting, and apparently it's a really big series, so I think this might be the next big thing. This might be bigger than Naruto. I don't know about One Punch Man or Tokyo Ghoul, but I was intrigued. But, like I said, Viz Media Panel, typical things happened, enough said. So, from here, we had our first panel, and this was a fun one because this was an experiment I had been working on with Doug Wilder from AnimeCons.tv. And we're both huge, besides anime, manga, mecha fans, we're also Star Wars fans. Doug is part of the 501st Legion. He's a guy who dresses up as a stormtrooper and kicks ass. And we decided we are going to do a panel about Star Wars. So we did a May the Force Be With You, How Star Wars Influenced Anime Panel. We went over the history of Star Wars and all the little things and how Star Wars may have influenced anime originally but then now star wars is being influenced by current anime genres so starts off star wars is first then anime comes out but now the new star wars are ripping off of old anime so it goes into a whole circular circle of life thing pretty cool also it was really a blast to be playing some of the old max rebo music and having people walk in or playing Bill Murray's Star Wars, nothing but Star Wars, and seeing people's heads almost explode. Doug and I had a lot of fun. Also, I was rocking in the new gear, because if you've gone to a panel with me before, typically you'll see me wearing a t-shirt or a vest, but the thing is I have my Zan cap. It is one of those cabbie hats. I've been wearing it for a long time. I love that type of hat. I've been wearing it since the, the early 90s. So yeah, so 20 years, or 30 years, I know, crazy. But I do enjoy my Zan cap. But because someone influenced me to do something different, I tried a new type of hat, and I'm now rocking a bowler. You gotta tell me what you think about it. 
but I was rocking the bowler, and I think people really enjoyed it. If you look in the show notes, you see a picture of me and Doug with the bowler on. Looks, I think it's on point. Just a bit. Yeah, let me know. But so from here, you had uh, Rachel Robinson's panel, which I told you I was going to talk about. And for those who don't know, Rachel Robinson is a very prolific voice actress who has done some pretty varied characters. She did. Oraba Yun Fang from Final Fantasy 13, 13 to Lightning Return, so on and so forth. She did Celsius from Tales of Zelia, Hiroko from Yuri on Ice, Kikyo from One Piece, Wendy from Black Butler, and also she's a scriptwriter and she worked on Skip Beat Escaflone, Snow White with the Red Hair, and Kakiguri, which is that cool gambling manga, which I have been trying to put on the wheel of manga that keeps skipping for some reason. Don't know why. Maybe it's because I don't have the gambling mojo. Maybe it'll be for anime next. We'll have to wait and see. But. So, we had this cool panel. It was a lot of fun, but the title pissed me off because it's Twizzlers or Red Vines. And for her, her opinion is that Red Vines are superior to Twizzlers. And I will say this and I don't care. Greta agrees with her. I say no. Twizzlers are the superior licorice type candy. It's that or Australian licorice. Red Vines are garbage. And that is my opinion. If you disagree... Message me at Spirekin on Twitter or Zan at Spirekin.com. Let me know what you think if you agree or disagree. This is actually going to be the question of the episode. Do you like Twizzlers or Red Vines? Because it's kind of driving me a little crazy about this. Anyway, blog. So, from here, decided to go to another industry panel because, well, let's be honest. Uh, I like industry panels and it's cool to see some of the new stuff coming out, especially for manga because I like being in the loop for manga. So, the big thing for this was, this is Vertical, I went to Vertical Comics panel, and this is the first one I've gone to since Ed Chavez, former marketing director, left. And we haven't heard anything. I've been to a bunch of panels in the last two years, and they haven't shown up. They disappeared. Like, once Ed left, suddenly Vertical Comics was gone. There was no influence anywhere. There was none at Anime Next. There was none at NYCC. There was none... At Oticon, it just had disappeared. And to see a vertical comics panel, I was intrigued, I was engaged, and we met the new guy who was in charge. And a little more together than, like, because Ed is a font of manga knowledge. If I'm a, like I said, if I have a bachelor's degree in manga, he has a doctorate in manga. He's a genius with it. So I, I, I you know, I bow down to him. But this new guy, he seems more corporate y. And that's not a problem. He's actually pretty engaging. But he seems a little more corporate, a little more. He knows his stuff. Want to see where he goes with this. Some of the titles that they were releasing for Vertical, I was really engaged in, though. I will say this. The first one was, obviously, uh, the big one they were talking about was City, which is made by the, pers- the, the mangaka who made Helvetica. That was their big push. You had My Boy, which that one seemed intriguing. It's about a girl who finds a homeless kid or a kid and they end up becoming together. Like she's a mentor or she's a friend or they adopt each other. I don't know. But that was a big one they were pushing. That's coming out in April 10th. They actually were selling it there. I definitely picked it up. You had uh, Cheese Sweet Adventure, the sequel to Cheese Sweet Home. And that's really cool because Cheese back. More cheese. And that's coming out May 1st. You have The Dark Maidens, which is coming out May 29th. Which, I gotta admit, that looks a little engaging. But the big one is After the Rain, September 25th this year. And that's a story of a young girl who falls in love with an older guy at a coffee shop. 
how that works. Well, it's it's another one of those December May romances. So I, it could be good. It could be pretty bad. It's not as horrific as some of the other stuff the verticals release, but I hope it doesn't get too creepy. I mean, hopefully she's like 18 and he's. But again, we're gonna have to wait and see. Uh, you have Sarah for the End Volume Four coming out. Serial killer detective. I was really intrigued by. Don't know when they release it because they're still working on it, but they say it's coming out, and it seems really cool. It's just, I don't know what it's about. I'm intrigued. It's the whole premise is that you have a detective who's also a serial killer. It's very Dexter-y, and I have to admit, that's kind of cool. It's kind of MPD Psycho-like, but I got to see it to read it to see it. Uh, you have more Katana Gatari, which a lot of people like Motatari. I'm not a fan of it, but it's popular, so... Whatever. Uh, you have the Devil's Line anime coming out, which everyone's really excited about. And they're going to be talking about more stuff at ASEN 2018. That was the big pushes that they're going to be talking about. Monogatari there, and Vofan is going to be there. Also, a cool thing is I won a, a lottery, and I won cover art for Seven Deadly Sins, the light novel. So, you know, kind of cool. Even though it looks like it was sat on. I was like, this is last minute thing. I would have liked the bag or something else. But it's free swag, so I enjoyed it. Also, they're pushing Moteki. Which... I've got to say, Moteki looks pretty cool. Moteki and the other one they are really pushing, besides Moteki, is, again, two stories made by the same author. What are they about? Well... I don't know. I just know that they are really pushing for them to come out. Like, again, apparently it's a time travel story where someone has an accident, goes back in time to the first year of high school, and they have to relive it again. And then Moteki is about a guy's, like his, the Moteki is the time in your life when you're popular with the opposite sex. It's about a guy trying to find love with different women and things, and he's a geek. So this might be one of those series like Resentment or Welcome to the NHK, but a lot more romantic. I'm intrigued. I want to see where it goes. We're going to have to wait and see. We'll put it on the wheel of manga and we'll see. Now, after that, a couple hours later, I did my typical panel, which I've done at every single convention or try to, and my 20 sci-fi manga recommendations for grown-ups. I will put down the list on spyarkin.com so you can check out my recommendations. I've got some really good new ones on there, and that one was pretty well done. We had a nice turnout, and it was a nice way to even out Friday because there's a lot going on that day. A lot of panels, a lot of news. Also, we checked out the dealer's room. Dealer's room, you had a lot of typical groups there. And Discotech was there. I was very happy with that. You had some great vendors there. Comicopia was there. You had New England Comics. You had uh, that one uh, Newberry Comics. So, for those of you who don't know, no, I used to be, I go all over the place now. I look specifically for the manga releasers. Uh, budget manga or cheap manga, I I think that they went under. I don't see them anymore. They're usually where I go to get stuff for the Insane Manga Challenge and other panels to give away or to find cheap mangas to review. I like buy them and then I can look at these old school stuff. I couldn't find them. So it seems a little bit hard. That's one of my defining moments is looking for good manga sellers. And I was surprised that Vertical, like, they were there as an industry, but not, they didn't have a booth. That was a little unsettling. I wish they had a booth there. 
that would have made me a little bit happier. You know, if you're there for panels, you should be there selling stuff too so I can get more manga. Now I have to go to some other guy to buy manga for increased price. I want to get manga from the specific people. I want to go down to your booth there. And that's one of the kind of things I have an issue with is none of the big publishers were there selling. They were there just for industry purposes and they left. They didn't they didn't have a presence in the dealer's room. That was a little bit of a mistake, but oh well. Uh, let's see what else. Also went to the game room and I will admit the game room was packed. People were going crazy playing different type of board games. The really cool thing was they had a giant setup for King of Tokyo. Now, if you haven't played King of Tokyo, it's like Yahtzee with uh, fighting monsters and kaiju. So you had giant kaiju like, um, uh, what is the, he's, uh, I forgot the, the Godzilla ripoff's name. He's definitely not Godzilla, though. He looks like he's inspired by uh, Godzilla, but he's not Godzilla. A uh, Gigasaur. It's like Gigasaur. It's a giant Gigasaur. They're big dice. A lot of fun. Uh, Greta and I ended up playing a game called Luchador, which I will admit I have to buy now. It is a game where you play Luchadors, and you have to roll dice and make a lot of noise. I highly recommend it. I will probably do a game review of it once I order it or buy it eventually. I'll have to wait and see. But besides that, Friday was a pretty chill day. Con, panels. Uh, oh, yes, I can't forget the cosplayers who were out in force at Boston. And there were some really crazy ones and a lot of... People I didn't expect to see, like, obviously, I saw a couple of cosplayers that I used for our final panel, which was pretty cool. I found almost all the major characters for them at the convention. I actually was taking pictures of them and we're, we're using them for our final panel, which we'll talk about later. But you had some more really obscure and awesome ones. There was a Vampire Hunter D there. There was a Ranma-chan. There was surprisingly a lot of ancient Megas' Bride cosplayers. There was also a lot of My Hero Academia, especially because the premiere for My Hero Academia Season 3 was on Saturday. Skip ahead. There was Dr. Facilier from Princess and the Frog. The one that made me really happy was the conductor from Galaxy Express 3.9 was there and was walking around. That was really impressive. Uh, there was a Harlock walking around, uh, a Mihoshi, who looked really adorable, and uh, a lot of Disney princesses. The really crazy thing, though, was there was one cosplay that I was kind of shocked at, but was all over the place. And yes, I will not say the meme, but they do not know the way. Yes. They were all over the place, and they were playing the music and making the clicking noises. They were all over the place. They are asking people if we knew the way. Uh, do we know the way? Do we know where the princess is? Do we know where the queen is? And while it is kind of cool to see them, it's a little annoying. And they're being a little bit of a mess. Anyway, so next, it's Saturday now. Saturday, wake up a little bit early, have a good lunch, relax, and open it up with all the mecha you will ever need. A fun panel that is just about mecha and really geeky. It was hijacked. I love that one of the panelists hijacked it. It went from, yeah, everyone's even out and awesome, and then this person hijacked it, and it was glorious and terrible at the same time. It was one of the fun panels, I think. I think all the mecha you'll ever need is one of those panels that I've seen it a couple times, and it's always fun every time you see it because it's just so absurd and insane. I mean, well, like I said, it's for diehard mecha fans. It's by diehard mecha fans. They know what they're talking about. They give their lifeblood to do it. And yeah, they're insane mecha people. But you gotta love them. Uh, 
during that time, you also had, like I said, the Boku no Hero Academia Season 3 premiere. And let's be honest, it's My Hero Academia, and that is the new big show. And it's a lot of fun. I mean, I was able to convert Greta on My Hero Academia. She actually really likes it, so there's that. Uh, after that, walking around, checked out a couple of other little panels here and there. I went to my next panel, which was Journey to the Stars, an oldie but goldie. Updated for the present with a couple of new things added to Journey to the Stars. It flew pretty well. I could have done better, and I have to admit, because of an error with uh, some of the files, I had to repurpose and refine several video files for Journey to the Stars, so it didn't flow as well as it usually did. But it was nice to add Terraformers in there and to see all the insanity of t- going to Mars in Journey to the Stars. So that was there was that. Uh, the other big panel we had was from Under the Bed Horror in Sci-Fi Anime and Manga. That one is always a fun panel. And with some of the sci-fi we showed, I have to admit, they had fun doing it. They had a blast seeing it. And they were horrified and amazed. And they had fun. And that's what counted. They had fun that they did that. Oh, also, uh, before I forget, the other big thing about this... Uh, Saturday, you had a bunch of tournaments, including the Street Fighter V tournament happening. You had some really strange later panels, including uh, terrorism in anime, figures to the max blinded by boobs, uh, homosexuality in Japan Part 2, what the anime, or actually what the hentai, Beginner's Guide to Hentai, Sword Art Online Abridged, Japan Trips, and a lot of... Stuff was going on. A big thing was, of course, Bad Anime Bad, which was, well, this was not Mike Tool. This was uh, the tinfoil pyramid hats who tried doing Bad Anime Bad, which is a Mike Tool normal, but, well, let's be honest. They tried doing it. They failed miserably. If it's not Mike Tool, it's not worth it. That's my opinion. So day two was pretty packed, but I have to admit, Friday was a little more... Awesome. There were some other really fun little panels I didn't get to check out that I want to, like, Why Do We Love Sports Anime? Or you had the one about uh, Leiji Universe and space operas and uh, from East to West Superheroes of Japan and America. And supposedly there was another Star Wars-y panel happening. I didn't see it, though. So I would have liked to have seen it. Uh, also, Titans vs. Mechas in Space. So, but Friday was, I think, a better day than I have to admit that. But we're looking at the overall convention. So, last day we had was Sunday. And Sunday was, as usual, it's a very relaxing, just chill out, get your head out of the clouds, kind of calm down day. A lot of G Gundam panels, surprisingly. There was a lot of G Gundam panels. Uh... There was uh, a lot of 3D printing panels for props, uh, cosplaying. That was the big thing for Sunday, it seemed. It was relax, and let's talk about getting your costumes ready for next con and what you need to do. And, you know, here's some animes that see you cry. Uh, the big one that I really want to check out but I missed because, well, reasons, was mythology and symbols in the Shin Megumi Tensai universe. And that was run by Amber Bailey, which I remember her doing a mythology panel with Saint Seiya. That was pretty cool. So I I hope to see it. I haven't heard anything good or bad about it. But we ended it off with 
our panel, which was the last panel, was a lot of fun. That was Captains, Cowgirls, and Cyborgs. The kick-ass, memorable women of sci-fi anime manga. It's a combination of some of the best characters that are awesome and that you don't screw around with. They are people who are not just damsels in distress. They are princesses. They're captains. They're majors. They're military personnel. They're action heroes. They're gunsmiths. They're all these things. And they are some of the most memorable people that you will know in these series. It was a fun panel and a lot of people enjoyed it. I will admit that. It was one of those panels that you can't forget. And from there, well, let's be honest, I got in a car and I drove home because I had to rush home. Run, run, run home. But it was cool to see people who I used in my Cowgirls, Captains, and Cyborg panels, the cosplayers who actually saw their pictures, they were really appreciative because they gave me permission to use their, their pictures in the panel. Because I took pictures of specific ones like Faye, the Major, uh, the girl from Terraformers, the Colonel, brain, the one who has the power of an ant, of an exploder ant. She touches things they blow up. What the hell's her name? Uh, I'll remember later. But it's cool to see them. Also, I do cannot forget, Inferno Cop was at the con. And that was cool. But Sunday was a chill out day, so overall, compared to years before, a lot of things were really good about Anime Boss in 2018. The message seems to be that the the overall people who were here were having fun, were having a blast. The um, video game room was simple, quick, nothing crazy in there. It was just a very relaxed but busy atmosphere. That's the thing I could say. It was very busy. And I know that's kind of counterintuitive, busy but relaxed, but... It was a populated convention, but it wasn't crazy. It wasn't overblown. It wasn't a, believe it, believe it, believe it. Let's make lots of noise and be stupid and do dumb things like hang people off of the chandeliers. No, it was more like, let's have fun, get things done, but let's be organized and chilled out. And that's what I respected about this convention. And that's what I always love about Anime Boston. It's a more, just, it's got its own little weird ecosystem, but it works so well. Now, pros about the convention, as always, like I said... I thought the cosplayers were really, really nice, and they were respectful to each other. There weren't any major issues, not that I heard of anyway. Uh, there was no issues with the walking around. Like, last year I complained about how people were breaking in and using the specific ways that panelists use, so there was lines at the wazoo. There were lines, don't get me wrong, but they weren't anything to write home about. They were okay. They were manageable, which I was really appreciative for. So you can get from point A to point B. Also, the fact that my room was in one of the areas made it a lot easier. Just go, done. That made things so much easier. Uh, the panels themselves, all of them were very well done. There was no panels like that horrible Robotech panel that I talked about last year where I passed out in. There was nothing that boring. But... I will admit the industry panels, I feel bad that they did not have booths there. That's one thing I would love them to change, is for them to have actual booths there, not just have the typical vendors, but have some of the industry booths there. I would love to see Viz there. I would love to see Vertical there. I would love to see Crunchyroll there giving stuff away. I would That, that would make me so happy, and that makes things a little more fun, you know? 
makes things a little better. And that's what I would love. And that's what I would love. Um, will I do this panel again? Yes, I will. And I already have the theme for 2019. I heard it already because I may know some people who are staffers at Anime Boston. Again, you know, there. Next year is going to be Tales of the Shogunate. So, looks like I got to work on some sci fi, not sci fi, some more Shogun, Ronin, Samurai manga for next year. I think we could find some really cool stuff. So, I guess that's it for this episode. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Thank you guys for checking it out. Uh, we'll be back for your regular scheduled podcast in a couple days. And we've got a lot to go because we're almost at episode 300. We're almost there. We're getting there. Almost done. We're going to get there for or on Anime Next. We're going to get there on our anniversary, May 15th. That is my goal. May 15th, we're going to do a panel. It's going to be amazing. And that's the plan. Because May 15th, that is our anniversary, episode 300. And I'm so excited. I'm so excited to get there. Anyway... I'm digressing a little bit, so guys, thank you for listening. Hope you guys enjoy. If you want to check out any of our other con reviews, email, uh, check us out, www.sparkin.com. If you were at Anime Boston and saw me, definitely add me on Instagram, tag me, Sparkin on Instagram, or comment. Tell me what you thought about Anime Boston. Did you like the panels? What did you like the best about it? What did you like the least about Anime Boston? What is the best thing and worst thing that happened? Let me know. Zansparkin.com. Either way, catch you guys next time, and remember, you're fighting dreamers. Yeah.